0: What's going on, quitters? It's another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. You know me, I am your host, comedian Max Allen. Today is Saturday, August 20th, 2022. It's a little bit of a hangover Saturday for both my guest and I. Uh, big news, everybody. I'm engaged. Very exciting. That's been that hasn't come out since the last episode. You can
1: <laughs> just air clap. You <laughs> don't want to ruin the sound. <laughs>
0: But yeah, very exciting news, guys. Um, and today I'm joined by my guest today. is a very good friend of mine. He was the only person who knew I was going to propose, and he had to keep that secret deep in the knots of his stomach for a month or two. Oh, dude, I wanted to squeeze that out as soon as I fucking heard it. <laughs> Everyone, please welcome comedian DeBancourt Chatterjee. Yay! Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Welcome yeah, to, to the show. So, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, for the listeners, I was supposed to have a magician on, as promised, last week. And then as I pulled up to the studio today, he had to accept a last-minute gig, which happens. <laughs> it's a
1: classic disappearing act.
0: Classic, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he vanished. He, uh-huh. he He's not even in my phone anymore. He's he's disappeared from my contacts entirely. <laughs> the contacts gone,
1: everything. Life information, all of it.
0: All of it. He doesn't have a name anymore. Yeah. In fact, he's gone from his booking, too. He's like, no. No No more. more. No, no more. more checking out. He's
1: actually turned into a comedian now.
0: Whoa. Big move. The, mm-hmm. the magician to comedian pipeline. Do you think it exists or no?
1: Uh, I think it would go the opposite way. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, I could see it going the opposite way. But magician to comedian. I don't know. That's a hard transition because you're not talking much when you're a magician. Yeah, You true. know? You're just like, just you say like three things. Like maybe watch this or like... <laughs> <laughs> Alakazam <laughs> Or just uh, You know Just pulling doves Out of stuff I, w- I would say You know mm. And like when you're A comedian All you kind of Have to do is like Use your voice And like The rest of the stuff Is like Yeah Using your body
0: I guess it's true I guess it would be Would you be more impressed By a magician Who does a joke Every once in a while Or a comedian Who does a magic trick Every once
1: in a while Mm, I think I'd rather watch the the magic with the comedy because I liked it because like, it's out of nowhere mm. it's out of nowhere it's like oh you're doing magic but also you're throwing in some funny and I didn't even I didn't have as much respect going in for this <laughs> but, but now I'm like whoa what's going on I, I do like magic by the way I didn't want to yeah magic is cool yeah magic is dope it's kind of um, fun but a comedian doing magic, I would just be like, "What? Where am I at? <laughs> what what is this format?" <laughs> yeah. Oh my the, god! When
0: uh, when did you start getting into comedy?
1: When did I start getting into comedy? Yeah, what was your first
0: exposure to comedy?
1: Oh, uh, let me think. Um, I think. Like what do you mean like uh like when I like first started even like looking up videos of comedy or like Yeah, yeah. I mean like
0: when you're a kid was did, were you ever exposed to stand up or any type of sketch comedy or anything like that?
1: Um here I'll tell you like the beginning frameworks of it. Okay. I think I remember um in the earliest stages would be like middle school or like 7th or 8th grade. Mm. Um I think that is middle school actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more than that. And <laughs> um um I remember like, I was always like a the, the weird kid and I would like, I don't know, sometimes make people laugh. But also there was like uh, someone that in- introduced me to actually Carlos Mencia. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what is this? What's going on? And it was like, uh, it was on the iPod Nano. Do you remember Ooh, that? yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is this? This isn't even music um
0: downloading video stand-up clips uh-huh. on iTunes. No, Limewire. Limewire.
1: The lowest form even the comedian doesn't get paid. <laughs> but um hey we stole uh Carlos Mencia's stolen mm. jokes.
0: Yeah, you can actually get all of his content for free cuz he deserves it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Stolen. Um and then uh I remember like really like looking into like up comedy and starting to like uh Dave Chappelle cuz he was like the first thing i was exposed to like uh mm. i would say what's the what's the one where he wears like a jacket with the with the yellow i don't know his specials yeah but that was one of my favorites growing up mm mm-hmm. um and that's kind of what like started rolling it
0: were you finding like stand up through your friends or family or just other kids at school
1: i think kids at school in the beginning mm-hmm. definitely not family but definitely f- not Families, uh, immigrant family they don't uh they don't particularly like comedy <laughs> so, like <laughs> it's not their uh forte they they wouldn't um i don't know they, they don't really uh they they want to understand the nuances right right like there's subtle things that you mm-hmm. can see like they, they wouldn't understand it it has to be really in your face yeah yeah
0: i guess it makes sense i have you ever watched a stand up special in another language with subtitles
1: oh man i think i've i've seen like there's some Indian clips. Mm-hmm. Like on YouTube, even it's getting pretty popular. Where they speak in Hindi, mm-hmm. and then also sometimes English, because in India there's like an English medium, uh, right, right. Where people like uh, they start uh, learning English, but also have their mother tongue. Right, right, right. And uh, they'll start doing that, and I'll understand both of it. Well, so if that's what you mean,
0: that's a, that's a cool experience. That, that's actually pretty neat. But like I've seen specials that are like. In like Korean or something, I tried to watch them, but they just have the subtitles in English. But there's something lost when you you can't tune into the actual nuance of the language. You know? Exactly,
1: this is exactly for my parents as well. Like sometimes you can't understand, like even like little things where they'll just be like, like even like a microaggression, you'll be like, "Oh, I understand that, Grandpa does that," mm-hmm. and like you'll be like, "Oh, this makes sense." Yeah, like whereas like an English, I don't know, it's like a. It's like a straightforward language. Mm-hmm. Whereas every other language that I kind of know is like more like emotion based. Well, well, I think so for me. Interesting. Maybe because I grew up with it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's more of an emotional connection to me. Yeah.
0: It does make sense. That's cool. I think I've heard a lot of people say, especially Hispanic people say that they can't express their feelings in English. They have to speak Spanish.
1: No, I get that. I also heard that before you and I don't know if this is a this is a rumor or, you know, Someone on the Broadway Junction stop told me this, but um, uh, they did say that before, like, you go to heaven or hell or whatever you mm-hmm. believe in, uh, you, like, go back to your, like, mother tongue. Like, you go back to your, like, just the language that you, like, well, really, like, grew up with.
0: That sounds like some Broadway Junction talk. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so,
1: I don't really know where I heard it, but uh, I don't know if that's true.
3: I don't know. Yeah.
1: I guess it kind of
0: makes sense. I feel like I feel like even bilingual people definitely have a language they just prefer.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't really know if I prefer one. Really? Like if I'm talking to you, I gotta use English. Well yeah, you gotta <laughs> like I'm sorry, I prefer Bengali. But, w- <laughs> <laughs> but
0: would it be easier if I also spoke Bengali?
1: Um I think we would have a deeper understanding. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. We'd but shake w- hands a lot more. We'd shake hands a lot more. We would <laughs> hold hands the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like sometimes when like you grow up with a similar language, mm-hmm. you kind of understand little things. It's like, oh, uh, his mom probably also hid uh, f- fucking like peanut butter jellies mm-hmm. sandwiches in like random boxes that I wouldn't put it in like the cool whip box like something like that because Indian people do that a lot oh really they'll wow. put like a, like you'll see like a uh, like a cup that says Skippy peanut mm-hmm. peanut butter but it'll have like it'll have like mango achar in it which is like a, <laughs> like a chutney kind of thing yeah yeah and then people will come over and they'll open then the stench of it is just like <laughs> definitely not from the Skippy brand you know no the cool, makes that that's a
0: cool move that's like uh it's like white grandmas, but they're sewing kits that are like just they would like they're cookie tins, but you open it up it's just like sewing supplies like, all
1: right, oh damn i think I think my mom had that too. You, do you remember the the cookies that like always came in like tin boxes mm-hmm. yeah like the, those like the blue ones or something like yeah, that? yeah, I would open that up sewing kit,
0: yeah, every time. I wonder who started that. That's like an early influencer thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, people had to like go to people's houses. It was like a word of mouth, mouth kind of marketing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Where it was just like sewing
0: so Kit City. Enough people got fooled by that that they're like, "Well, I got to do this to my cookie tin now." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. How do I repurpose my cookie tin? How do I actually recycle this thing?
0: So I'm curious about this uh, Indian slash English stand up comedy. You said that's mm. like like kind of being a thing now. Kind of well, off. Well, I think
1: on YouTube, like the uh some of the indian stand-ups are marking themselves that way on youtube because if you speak another language that literally billions of people know with hindi already and then you translate it into english which is a very popular language as well Mm -hmm. uh, i'm pretty sure you're gonna get like a you're gonna hit a big market yeah yeah huh yeah is
0: there is there nuances? I mean, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's idioms and expressions in like Hindi that aren't don't exist in English, so some of it's probably lost in like translation.
1: yeah, little things are lost in translation also, I think stand up a big thing is timing. yeah, and if you're like, "Oh, I get it now mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> dude, you just like you lost like the essence of timing in it like, right you know when a joke is perfectly timed, and you're just like, oh man, that really hit. Mm-hmm. You don't get that when you don't know the language. You'll never be able to get that. Yeah,
0: that is true. That is true. I thought, uh, what was it? Two episodes ago, I had Divya on, and she said something cool, which was like, she thinks it's crazy that, like, stand up, like, you're, the you're just using your voice to elicit, like, an automatic reaction in the crowd, and the crowd... It's like you're laughing before you know why you're laughing. You're like processing the laughter as it's happening. You know? And like mm. the perfect joke is like… You you get it that it's funny. You start laughing and then you process And you're like, oh, okay. It's weird. It's like a… It's like flipped from what you think it would be.
3: Mm,
1: I think of it as like a… You know those things in the carnival where you like… You hit the thing real hard and it just goes ding all yeah. the way up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it hits and then it just goes to the peak and then you have to laugh. Mm. Like It's just like it's an instant thing. You don't think about there's no thought in it. Yeah. You don't have to think about like what you had for breakfast or what you're going to have for dinner. What are you going to insult your friend with because he got you real <laughs> bad. I don't know.
0: It gets, that gets me thinking I wonder if I could do a stand-up set all timing and you just speak gibberish but the timing is really good and see if you can just hit punchlines and no real words.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's probably how cavemen did it. Yeah. How, how cavemen, he was like, oh, look at this. Rawr, rawr. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yo, he paused before an emphasis. <laughs> so that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, or like say the same thing again. Yeah. Rawr, rawr. Like just like, <laughs> oh, those must have been fun because that's all heart. Yeah. There's like no formulation of nothing. <laughs> that would have felt good. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if that works. I'm gonna try that. Have you ever? Yeah. Did Did you ever see one of these at like an open mic where someone goes up there and like starts like pretending like they're gonna say something or go into a joke and they just act like they've forgotten what they're gonna say or like they just don't like have it.
1: Yeah. Like a. Uh, but do you mean like uh if they kinda go in with like a like maybe like a beginning of a story and then they're just like I don't really know where I was going with this? Yeah, like if a whole but like a whole set is just
0: like a like blue balls punchline, like the whole set oh. five minutes is no punchline, but it's someone pretending like they're they're leading up to something and they're going back and it's like I don't know. It's kind of funny, only because nothing is happening. I think I don't I've
1: specifically know. seen that at the Pine Box.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that rings a bell. That sounds like the place I would accept it the most and you only have three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be
1: the best. Not an hour special. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> One hour special, no punchline. I'm just blue balling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the end is just like, like, anyway, my wife sucks. And that's oh, the God. final punchline. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't I haven't like seen much of that. Mm, that's good. I think yeah. you I think you can't get away with that here as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no.
0: So you're in high school, middle school, you're kind of getting into stand up specials and watching yeah. comedy stuff.
1: Yeah, I just started getting into it, I'm like, oh, this is really fun, but I never like saw it as like a career choice. Right, like I right. still hadn't seen it as a career choice. I was still like, Hey, my parents like really instilled school, like mm. do that. Uh and I just I just did it kind of blindly, because I thought it was like, they're right, right? right, uh, right, right'm <laughs> I'm, I'm not that smart right now. Yeah. they they've lived life. um but then I kind of got to like college, and uh, at a certain point, I was just like, I have to try this, otherwise it'll really just like just linger on. Oh, really, okay. like you really have I really just wanted to try it, And then I tried it. And I did horribly. Did you do it in college? The no, first time? I didn't do it in college. I would definitely like start writing in college. Mm, like, okay. I started writing in college, but I didn't have the, I didn't have the gusto to just go out and like yeah, yeah. go to like a like a shitty bar mm-hmm. and say it in front of people that'll probably not like this. So yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have the the courage to do it there. But um, later on as. I think you've seen like my third set. That was like, it. Was the third? It was an
0: early one. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you, sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> well, I mean, also,
0: you're, I feel like because you were writing other stuff, I could kind of tell that you had strong joke structure pretty early.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um. But where, where was I even? Do you remember what? Uh, college. You, were, oh, you didn't have right. the guts to do it. Yeah, I didn't have the. I didn't have the guts to like just go up there. So, but this one, I went to an open mic for mm-hmm. the first time. This was after college, but I went to an open mic and I didn't even go up. I just wanted to see what it was like. Yeah. And that kind of just, I was like, all right, maybe I can do this. Cause I've seen a lot of people go up there and bomb. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just went up there. They looked really uncomfortable, but they came back and they're still hanging out. Yeah. And I was like, all right, maybe I can do this. So I go back to the same open mic. Mm-hmm. Should I name the open mic? Go for it. Uh, it was a creek in the cave. It no longer exists. <laughs>
0: it's, an, <laughs> it's in Austin, Texas now.
1: <laughs> oh, does it? Yeah, they moved oh, to wow. Austin. But it doesn't well, exist good yet. luck there. I hope it's not in a basement. <laughs> um, it, was in a, it was in a basement that was really dark. Oh, the yeah. AC was like right next to you when you like, it was like kind of off to the left. The light was bright in your face and I remember all of that. It was just so scary. I had like a roll of uh, yellow sheet paper. And then I just like kind of like looking at it because I forgot everything. And it went bad. It went really bad. Like, I, I, I got home and then I was just like, I don't know. That was... It didn't even, like... Nothing hit. But then... uh The Creek is a brutal first mic. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I thought, that this is how things go. You're yeah. really bad.
0: But I mean, also, I think a lot of people... I was in the same boat where it's like, I wanted to go to watch... I watched two open mics before I, like, performed at one. And I think once you go to an open mic, that... Sh- for normal people that like shatters the barrier of how funny you have to be. You're like, Oh,
1: these people suck. And like, I'm probably going to suck too. And that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a good moment of just like, all right, this is a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And then I remember like the second or third mic, I I had like a chuckle and I was like, Oh, this feels good.
3: (laughs) This feels really good. (laughs)
1: And and like, it kind of got like, got like the itch. And then I see like how much you can build up Mm -hmm. and like, maybe a whole set could be good one day. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: maybe all of it could hit. And Dude, then I'm remembering those days of like having one joke that hit and just being like I got to make 5 minutes worth. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Do 5 minutes, you yeah.
1: crazy. It's a lot. Like 5 minutes like to be concise and like put in like the right jokes yeah. for like a crowd that always hit. It's it takes hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, and then I've been doing it ever since.
0: So I met you at your third open mic. You said,
1: "Yeah, yeah." And the and the guy's name, the guy's name to sign up was definitely not yours. But definitely you were, not mine. Yeah. And then I was like, "What?" <laughs> it was a very ethnic name. Yeah. Casey, I don't. I just don't want to say the name. That's fair. That's yeah. fair.
0: But yeah. You. It's funny because that was like that mic was just like by my house, so I just did it every day because it was an everyday mic. Mm-hmm. What a fucking shit show, dude! I'm dude, glad that you we used all to
1: dress up different too.
0: I used to go to work. Oh, I used to, I used to go to the office. So I would like come after with like my work clothes on sometimes.
1: Oh, I was like, maybe this guy this guy's just like, this is his stand-up like persona. No, God, no. I don't.
0: <laughs> Lee was like, you should wear a suit
1: on stage. And I was like, it's uh-uh. never going to happen. <laughs> I could see you in a suit, but like really sad. Like really, not sad, but like just grumpy.
3: Because
1: you, you were forced to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like wearing suits every once in a
0: while, but on stage… No way. Yeah. No way.
1: <laughs> what would be your like ideal if you were to like have you ever thought I didn't even think about this before, but what do you think your ideal uh like stage outfit would be? I just really like wearing hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you with hoodie.
0: I just like I like I like a hoodie. I like some track pants, some sweatpants. <laughs> it's supposed I, to be comfortable, yeah. right? Yeah. The yeah. way I dress every day when it's fall is how I want to be on stage all the time. I think my my fashion peak throughout the year is like fall and winter. Because mm. you get to… Probably not like deep winter. But like late fall when it's like 50 degrees. Then you can like… Then I can wear a hoodie and the pants I want to wear and shoes. And I can layer a little
1: bit. Mm. I don't know. Something to take off. Yeah, I think… I, I like the hoodie. I think it would be like a zipper hoodie though. You gotta be just Zipper so hoodie. just so i could like maybe if it's too hot just i like layers too yeah like i'll wear like a jacket maybe but mm-hmm. like a something that i could also zip up you just wear eight zip up hoodies and you take them <laughs> yeah, off every that, time that'd you have be a punchline <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't do well forget me
0: yeah. i'm a new person now well when they're all different colors so they're all yeah. different moods when the crowd looks at you <laughs> yeah
1: that'd be great that's a good idea like really like Skin thin jackets. <laughs> Condom jackets. Jackets you can see your nipples through <laughs> through the eighth layer. <laughs> His nipples getting bigger each time.
0: Yeah, dude. I looking back though, I'm like like performing at open mics and like my like like work clothes, I'm like, that's I was like, this is fine i 'cause I'm I'm coming off of work, like I had to stay later, I had to do some whatever. Not doing that shit on a show anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you, you feel like you're in a different, like, I didn't know how much this affected you. Like, like I i learn things, like, constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a surprise to me. Because, like, I f- sometimes you feel like, oh, you're at a certain age and you know stuff. Right. But I'm so dumb that I learn stuff, like, almost every day. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, just even, like, the attire you wear has, like, a mood you set. Yeah. And, like, if you're wearing that for work and also for, like, doing fun stuff it's gonna, it's gonna like change.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that is true. That is very true. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, man. I think what, like, I didn't realize that for a while in, like maybe like a year and a half into comedy it took me to be like, all right, the audience like, when they look at you on stage, you're setting the tone and generally I'm pretty casual on stage, but I I do like, think about it sometimes of like, what do I want to look like? Cause I want to look relatable more than anything.
1: Yeah, I feel like if
0: you're gonna wear a suit, you better be so funny that the crowd does not like feel like they identify with you. They just want to listen, you know.
1: Yeah, th- there, there are people though. Have you ever had people? There's always one kid in high school who has like the briefcase and wears a suit. Oh yeah. Did you have that?
0: Yeah, my uh, my friends used to do fancy Fridays. My senior year, I didn't. Damn. I didn't partake. Until like early college. But it was like on Friday you dress nice. And it was like kind of fun. But not like full suits. But there were definitely full suit kids for sure.
1: There was full suit Monday to Friday. Like they treated it like a job. Yeah. And they would open up the briefcase and everything.
0: Those kids are intense.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Them doing stand up would be something. I would actually like to see it. (laughs) Especially if they were a magician. Also. There was a uh, comedian out in
0: Colorado who's very funny. And uh, I'm just going to remain him nameless for this because this was a roast of him but he used to do open mics like in like dress shirts and ties and stuff <laughs> and then he stopped after a while which because everyone would and someone brought him on stage like alright you're next comedian come on the stage he used to dress like a magician to do this
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good roast <laughs> yeah
1: that is true magicians do always dress up nice oh cause you yeah cause, what's the deal I think it's cause like you want to be looked orderly like, oh, um, this guy knows what he's doing. He's not up to no foolery.
0: Dude, so I guess like Chris Angel is like onto something dressing like an emo,
1: dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, him and David Blaine. David Blaine, yeah. But David Blaine doesn't he look like he's seen it all? <laughs>
3: <laughs> his,
1: his face just looks like he's seen it he's all. He's
0: traumatized, dude. He his face got fucked up after holding his breath for 16 minutes on Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. He's he's just like he like knows everything about like fooling people. Mm. And his face looks like he's like always just just ready to sleep at an instant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's what he did for like the drowning stuff. He Probably fell asleep. He fell asleep <laughs> with eyes open. Just did you see him take a frog out of his throat? No. <laughs> Bro.
3: <laughs> he's, he's
1: he's a weird guy. Dude, I feel like I feel like the early
0: 2000s were so dominated by street mu- mu- magicians like Early YouTube, I felt like was a ton of street magicians. Mm. Just like people going around, turn $20 into $100 and like blowing people's minds, you know?
1: Yeah, I remember that. It was that and pranks. Pranks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad
0: that's over. Prank channels yeah. were a cancer. <laughs> yeah,
1: people faked them too. People were like, oh, just fall around by this ditch and like we'll pay you. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like at certain points, magic turns into like, hey, look what I can do. Mm-hmm. And that's what David Blaine is at. Yeah. Because he's like done with all the stuff. I'm like, I'm not here to fool you. I'm going to really make you feel like I'm gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to push the limits. Yeah.
0: Kind of a cool cool angle to take. No card tricks, just pure darkness. Pure
1: darkness. And he like <laughs> stabs himself through different things. And I'm just like, God. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. what happens when
0: a magician bails on your podcast last minute. You, yeah, <laughs> we talk just about talk magic about with magic. someone else. <laughs> yeah. So, uh stand up comedy. Um what were your how long
1: did it take for you to finally feel like you had a good five? Uh sometimes I still go like is this <laughs> five really like good? <laughs> Will people like it? But um I think I think it depends on... Like, right now, I think I can construct a better five faster mm, yeah. than before. Whereas before, I was just, like, not confident. I was like, is this joke going to work? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, is this joke going to work for me? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. So, uh, I think it's much faster now. But I would say... I don't know how to give, like, a particular timeline. Because I feel like jokes don't end. Right. Because, like, you could, like, string them on forever, actually. Mm-hmm as long as it's good you can just keep stringing them on. Yeah. And then like maybe two years down the line you'll be like oh I can add this part to this. Yeah. So that five is ever changing. That
0: I think is one of the most rewarding feelings in stand-up. Yeah. Is writing like a little snippet that you're like I love this but I don't know where this goes and then like a year and a half later you come up with something else and it's
3: like Oh, <gasps>
0: I
1: have that piece. <laughs> it's the, the caveman thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's like it it feels really good and it also likes to like comes from the ether yeah like comes out out of nowhere yeah I guess yeah I believe in God (laughs) (laughs) because
0: he give me he give me joke yeah me go grocery shopping God give me joke joke. yeah Yeah. (laughs) corn joke (laughs) No. What was your? What was the first show you got booked on? Her first show you did.
1: Oh man, this is hard. I think it was like at like a hotel, the hotel RL. Do you remember? Oh, you did one of those. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't see, if you're like listening to this, Maxim's eyes just went like, "Oh no." That was
0: also Lee's first show. Was one of those, and it was like brutal. I felt bad. I was like. They they're not all like this, but you started low so it can only get better. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like the only thing I will say is like I remember getting a reaction from the people at the bar. Nice. And I was like, that's a win. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, at least okay, I did one show. Let's <laughs> let's just add it to the checklist. Yeah. I think that was it though.
0: We uh I will say for the listeners, the, the layout of this place was like it was insane, right? It was like it's like a hotel bar, it's this huge room. The stage is at one of the long ends. And then there's... In front of the stage, there was two foosball tables with, like, (laughs) a bunch of space around them. Uh Then behind the foosball table, there was, like, picnic tables that were, like... So you're a solid, like, 50 feet away from most of the audience, it felt like. Oh,
1: yeah. You're, like, uh, two cornhole games away. Yeah, two corn... That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) You're, like, two cornhole games away from just, like, ever even... like. And if you if you think about that, I, it's pretty hard to throw like a a sack and two cornholes away. Yeah. It'd be pretty hard. When we
0: did that one, me and Lee, I like literally hired someone to record this. I was like, it's your first, it's your first uh show. Like, let's no. let's get someone to record it. Videographer oh, came man. out and we just bombed so hard. There was a guy who fell asleep in the no. in the corner of the bar. It was like, no. come
1: on. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that's a brutal one. But
0: I, I think it's good, like, getting a reaction from people at the bar in a situation like that. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. That was
1: that was something I was like, alright. So this joke got a reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes, like... I remember, like, attention grabbing and joke... Like, doing jokes are, like, two different things. Yeah. So, like, grabbing attention, like, when, when someone... When the whole crowd is kind of quiet, I think it's still good. That means mm-hmm. you're captivating. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the, the second part is, like, making them laugh. Right. But... I think slowly I've, I've noticed more about the attention-grabbing mm. kind of thing. And like you have to do it in your own way. You can't fake it. You can't just yell. <laughs> well, at least I can't yell. I'm yeah. not a yeller guy. If you couldn't tell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your strategy for attention-grabbing?
1: Well, you kind of just use your own voice. You, you, you mm-hmm. talk in your own rhythmic ways. And you kind of like… I feel like what works for me is like just like pausing at certain points, checking in with the crowd. Uh, yeah. maybe just looking at them even more <laughs> than I do because like sometimes you just go through jokes and like it, it's not supposed to be that it's not like a rehearsed thing, right? That you just like spit out. Mm-hmm. I think uh,
0: that's something a lot of people get wrong early on. And that's, I think I got better as a stand up once I stopped being like this is a rehearsed thing, like, yeah, it's, it's almost like the audience can tell the cadence of a rehearsed joke and they mm-hmm. can tell when you're just being real with them. And it's like if you can, if you if you just reel with them for a second, you can yeah. like win them back. That's like I think why like when a joke bombs and people are like, okay, so I'll just get rid of that one or whatever. They say whatever and then the yeah. audience laughs at that. It's because the audience is either being real with the audience. The audience likes that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have to connect with the audience somehow. But also imagine, imagine if you go super hard left on that where you're like talking like Siri. <laughs> <laughs> like you start talking like seri- the weather today is like just like, <laughs> and like do jokes that way. Yeah, it's that would a, still be pretty funny.
0: The automated TikTok voice, that yeah, yeah, the captions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is wrong? Do you not like my jokes?
1: What is wrong? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That would be another thing that would be like interesting to like see. Like, robots, have you mm. heard of like robots Uh, doing stand up? No. Well, I haven't either because I just made that up. Okay, But also, like, uh, if robots... um, I think there was an article somewhere, like, robots starting to, like, understand the... The the technicality of uh, stand-up. The nuances of dick jokes. Yeah, nuances Mm. of dick jokes. And, like, them doing stand-up would be, like... I would just want to see, like, one set. Yeah. Of, like, them just... Maybe they can introduce like robotic stuff too. Like, like, <laughs> like, like those kinds of
0: things. They should have AI generated stand-up. I was thinking if they had an AI generated podcast, I would so listen to it.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: it'd be, I feel like if it wasn't pure gibberish, but if it was an AI generated conversation about something, it'd be very interesting to listen to.
1: But they would have to have like a whole background. They would have to have a story. They would have to have their own life.
0: Not these. Not this AI. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I don't know. Like the t- type of thing where you just feed it like 10,000 hours of podcasts. Oh. And then it analyzes
1: it. And then it just recreates a podcast. <laughs> oh, that would be pretty sick actually. <gasps> yeah, that would be sick.
0: Be fun to listen to.
1: Which… Would you mix Podcasts?
0: I, I would I would want it broken up by genre. I would listen to an AI-generated true crime podcast, an AI-generated, like, dating podcast, an AI-generated, like, just comedy podcast, something like that, you know? Have genres.
1: What if they mix it all together, like, put it into, like, a cohesive story? It's just a
0: fucking podcast smoothie. It's just <laughs> yeah. words.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Ends up being a rom-com. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, for you, you start out probably, like, you early on were kind of strong on the writing portion, right? Well,
1: I I'm hard to like understand like what I'm like good at. It takes me a while to mm. figure out. So, so I, I don't know. In
0: hindsight, what you what were your strengths and weaknesses when you first started?
1: I would say strength probably. I guess I guess you're right. It is the writing part of it because mm-hmm. I did I wrote more before than I did uh, just the act part of it. Um. So probably just writing and maybe just understanding. Like I would like put emphasis on the punchline. Mm. And I realized people didn't do that a lot, mm-hmm. and I I don't do that as much anymore. Yeah. But uh, it was something that I noticed, and I was like, okay, I can do this. That was that was basically it. Was I it. wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No one starts good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. You've been doing it for. Three years, almost three years. Nice, yeah, cool.
1: It's yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's been fun. Um, What was the first?
0: What was the first fun show you were on that you did well?
1: Oh man, I don't remember, but I think it was Squatters. It's got to be Squatters. Oh yeah, it's uh, that's a show one of our friends does. Um, that was really fun. I was like, I, I remember like also just being like inside everyone paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I was that that was a time where I didn't know how to attention grab. Right. So at that point it was nice to see when everyone paid attention, everything kind of flowed. Right, right, right. And I hadn't gotten that in like a bar where people are drinking mm-hmm. and like eating food. Yeah. And not paying attention to you at all. Uh so that was nice that, oh, actually when people pay attention, if I could get them to pay attention, they'll you know, mm-hmm. they'll laugh. Um, Definitely not
0: like, I mean, just the buka open mic is just like the training ground for just oh, having people yeah. not pay attention to you. <laughs> that yeah, was it's rough. for
1: seven long minutes. Too. Seven whole minutes. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I think that was like an early thing too is like, even, even before I got to New York City, I was like, I feel like when you first start with open mic comedy, a lot of these open mics are just in places where you have to fight for attention and you're you end up developing bits just to fight for that attention when you don't actually need to do that if you're in a like a real setting sometimes you know.
1: Yeah, you don't. And also, like another thing is like when you perform in front of real people. Yeah. They start laughing at things, and you're like, "Why? Why did you laugh at that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's funny, and like, and then I realize, oh, you're funny. Your personality is funny. Your perspective right. on this is funny. So that's why they they see you as a person. Right. They don't see this as like. Oh, this guy is uh, like a comedian doing a craft. Mm-hmm. This guy is just a person. Yeah, saying stuff from his mouth. Right.
0: Yeah. They don't see the whole, all the work and all the bullshit behind it. No. Like, uh, like yesterday's show, which we are hungover from. Uh, <laughs> it was like really great. It was on a rooftop, bunch of friends, some other people and stuff, and it was like just so fun. But like, uh, Lee did her set right, and like we didn't know we were going up until we were well into being there. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I was like three seltzers deep by the time I went on stage. And I was like, I didn't know I was supposed to do this. But Lee, this morning, was like, oh, I feel like I didn't have the best set. But people told me they loved it. They told me it was like their favorite set of the night and stuff. And I'm like, I think this is is good because that means our expectations for ourselves are so much higher than what is actually needed to like entertain an audience well. And that's just an indicator of growth in a way. Like... I'm like, we're like, shoot for the moon. The audience is like, oh, they don't know they don't need the moon, but we want to give it to them, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, that's an insane way to like look at it too. Especially yeah. when on a roof. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> 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 yeah. It was a beautiful setting too. Yeah. It was just like insane. And like, I don't, I don't even know like some of the people that were there. Yeah. And that was kind of nice too. Mm-hmm. It's always good when there's strangers. Yes. Strangers, strangers like, yeah. Strangers are what we look for. It's like our, like if we were a vampire, it would be like, oh, strangers. Like, <laughs> not blood, but strangers. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's it. I feel like performing jokes in front of your friends, like, gets stale. Like, oh. my Tuesday open mic is so full of regulars, I feel like it's just like a group discussion at this point. You're mm-hmm. going to go up, you're going to do three minutes of jokes, you're going to end up talking to everybody for like a minute and a half, you're going to call it. Because it ends yeah. up being like, does that work?
1: And everyone be like, uh, I don't know, maybe try this. I don't know let's wait till someone new comes in yeah exactly Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about um, when we do a mic like, here yeah because it's, it's literally our basement yeah and there's just like when people know you you have to I do think it's a good thing too because mm-hmm. like I think when you get your friends they know you the most they know different parts of you right? and if you can get your friends to laugh that means you can uncover layers slowly on stage Right. Because really, you want to be you up there. Well, I I, yeah. I would like to be me up there. Yes. And when you slowly just get all of those out, you're like, oh, just crack this onion open. Yeah.
0: But your friends already know the onion. Yeah. So for strangers, you got to provide them with the pieces yeah. of the onion. Yeah, you got to that. Yeah.
1: You do some chopping of vegetables. and Make them cry. Yeah. Make them cry a little. <laughs> Let them understand what you had for breakfast or something like that. I don't know.
0: But yeah, it's... Yeah, I feel like... That's something that I've always been into, just being myself on stage. You know, just like, I write long jokes sometimes. I'm just like, it's meandering. It's not word for word tight, but it's like, I can deliver my personality and I can hit these punchlines. And like, dude, I, I can't. I feel like the last two of these shows that Alex has put together, I've done my set like pretty drunk, which is abnormal for me. <laughs> and people end up loving it. And I'm like, I don't want this to be a crutch, but I have to figure out how to loosen up without... Drinking on stage, which is not a problem I ever thought I would have. But I'm like, mm. so these drinking sets have gone really well because I'm loose. So I just need to figure out how to be loose normally. Because normally I'm not.
1: Yeah, you, I would say you getting like more emotional. Cause you, yeah. you come off as such a like a, like a, <laughs> like a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like such a like, like kind of not even cutthroat, but just like a very serious guy. Mm hmm. If you just even show a little bit of emotion. Like you like you getting mad, I find hilarious. Which mm. I you probably don't, because you're pissed. <laughs> but you getting mad and like explaining why you're mad, I'm like, Oh, I wanna listen. There's there's emotion behind this. He's not making this up. Right. Okay. There's, there isn't uh there isn't like he's not doing this just for the joke. Yeah. And I guess as a comedian, I kind of like that too. It's like, mm. oh, this is real. <laughs> There's a hint of truth. Real emotion. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, because
0: you're you're also like a very monotone. Oh yeah. Person, <laughs> and comedian.
1: Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll walk straight for like most of the time. I don't even know why. Sometimes, like, I don't know why things are like things I'm doing are funny. Mm. Sometimes. But then I'll figure it out.
0: I feel like when you do your set, there's like little glimpses of your personality that come out. And when there's like these little even like hints of emotion, it stands out so much more because it's so even. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So sometimes I got to like learn how to like play with that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm pretty like introverted, I would think. Yeah. And when you're introverted, you're kind of just like all inside. Yeah. (laughs) All just bottled up. And like when you can get a little bit out and like feel comfortable with the crowd. Mm -hmm. So I think my thing is the same thing. I just got to get comfortable. Like in front of others.
0: Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. It's like I'm like almost. Oh my God. I'm four years into stand-up when this episode comes out. Wow. But it's (laughs) a. It's crazy after even four years of doing it. I'm still like I got to loosen up. You know, it's like a never-ending learning experience.
1: Yeah, but it's it's kind of like building a relationship with the whatever the like the crowd is. Yeah. And you don't immediately go into yourself. When you meet someone, you don't right. immediately go into yourself. You know? Yeah, that is true. Yeah.
0: I should only do 20 minute sets. Yeah, so. I drink
1: spaghetti sauce. <laughs> you don't say that immediately. I don't yeah. do that by the way. Um but yeah, you, you can't just immediately you have to uncover layers. Yeah. They have to understand why. Yeah. Otherwise, if there's like if there's something without the why. It's just, like, freak.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. One thing I really like about uh, Dan Wicks' sets is, like, when he does a set, it feels like all his one-liners are just, like, new aspects of his personality. And over the course of the set, you feel like you know who he is as, like, a well-rounded person. And, like, every joke is a new thing about him in some way. I'm really impressed by that. Because I have no idea how to do that. I just go up there, and I just start going and hoping that something is, like... You, you're, get me.
1: you're you're like an expander. You just have yeah. to concise. Yeah. I feel like, cause you, uh you'll you'll go walking in a direction and then, you'll maybe f- uh, like when you go walking in like a new neighborhood that you don't know, mm-hmm. and you like look around and you see like oh there's there's a restaurant here oh crap there's there's like a pool place here, and then you find all the place like this is your hub yeah and then you could just like start at that hub instead of just meandering yeah to it yeah
0: I meander a lot.
1: But it's like a good thing to figure out who you are.
0: Yeah. I, th- I mean, that's, I feel like that's the thing that's come up in a lot of these comedy episodes just like finding your voice, especially for on stage. Yeah. Because us comedians, like, we're all friends. We just know each other so well that, like, when we, we like know what people are going for, but sometimes the audience doesn't click without the oh, context, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. Sometimes it scares people. Sometimes, it's like, <laughs> what is this guy going through? <laughs> and we're just like laughing and howling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some people are just scared that's just honestly
0: I low-key love that when you're at like a show where there's like a lot of audience and a lot of comedians someone does a joke and the audience is silent and then all the comedians laugh because it <laughs> yeah. bombs
1: so hard <laughs> yeah yeah it's like either bombing so hard or you realize that these guys don't know this person yeah <laughs> and they're going he's, he's going off the rails and that's probably one of the best things so yeah. I feel about
0: Antoine Oh, yeah. Antoine that had, was literally him yesterday. Yeah, he had a great set last night. <laughs> yeah. He just doubled down and doubled down
3: and doubled down. Oh, man.
1: It was the best. It's yeah. good if I start yelling at the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Moving up to them. Yeah. <laughs> and then people got up. Yeah.
0: He <laughs> started speaking gibberish to them. Yeah. At that point. That was great. No, it's it's good. It's like... I don't know. What are, what are your big victories in stand-up so far? Have you had any triumphs that you're proud of?
3: Hmm...
1: I think I think stand up to me was always about like uncovering more of myself. Mm-hmm. So like in terms of writing or even uh, just even performing the more I can get to myself the, the better I feel and that has been happening mm-hmm. so I think it's a progression. Every time I feel like a jolt of oh this is uh I'm getting closer mm. and closer to who I really am. Right. And that makes me feel good. What are some of the things you've uncovered? Um, I think, like kind of like, like even phonetically, I think like just even like the way I talk. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm comfortable I talk a certain way. Right, when right. I'm not comfortable I'm like talking like a different way, like noticing subtle differences like that. Mm-hmm. Or, um, kind of like what I actually find like interesting. 'Cause sometimes you can like make a joke and then it wouldn't be like even yours. Right. Like it'll just be funny, but it, it won't be like yours. But like to find out more of what yours is, I, I kinda like that. Like mm-hmm. even like uh kind of like like the Elmo stuff that it like it's like a like dreams. Like I, I have a dream journal and I'll have like certain things where like, oh I really like this. This is interesting. I also like uh don't like talking about things that like people always talk about. Yeah. I think specifically because I see them all the time. Right, right, right. And then I'm like, all right, I just want to, I just want to figure out what I find interesting. Mm -hmm. And like, like dream stuff, just ridiculous, like kind of, like even the wonders of the world. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just,
3: yeah.
0: No, I, I think there's something to that though. It's like, there's jokes that we all write that are funny, but are not in any way from our perspective or like, Reflect upon us, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I think it has to happen though. You have to. You have to get whatever you are out. Otherwise, yeah. it's gonna. Either you're gonna hate yourself, mm-hmm. but be really good, or you're. You're never gonna come across as genuine to the crowd, right? And, and you'll be bad. And mm-hmm. I'd rather have the latter one. Yeah. Because I'd rather genuinely be me and then have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I also, the dream jokes dream jokes are tough, I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's something about when you say I had this dream, people kind of like phase out sometimes they stop mm. listening, you gotta really keep it together, yeah i had a I had an early dream joke in my first like year of stand up where this is a real dream I had. I was at an open mic in my dream in this huge auditorium with like tons of people, and they were like. They're like, all right, guys. Thank you for coming to the open mic, but I'm sorry. We only have an hour of time, so we can only let three people do sets. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? And
0: they like pulled two names, and they pull my name, right? And I was like, tight. I'm going to go up. So this place is packed. And I go up last, and I go up on the stage. And then as I'm going on stage, I realize I'm dreaming. And I say to the crowd, I go, all right, guys. So I'm going to be real with you. I know this is a dream. Which means you're all these figments of my consciousness, so you should laugh at everything I have to say. And one guy stands up in the back and goes, "What is consciousness?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: Dude. I like. I really like that story because it's so weird. And it's so meta. Yeah, but I have no idea what to say about it other than like that's a thing that happened to me.
1: Yeah, that is weird because like you're really making yourself laugh in that scenario. Yeah. Or if you did a joke and you people didn't laugh, I mean, that, that'll probably make you feel real shitty. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you just wake up like, I don't even have self-confidence in my like yeah, right. my jokes.
0: It was, it was something that was like, have you ever been heckled by your own subconsciousness or something? Heckled by your own brain? Oh. I don't know. But I like tried. There's some people who like loved it. And they're like, but audiences never seemed to like click on it. And I don't know if it was like, because it was an open mic topic, I could have said a comedy show, but I think there wasn't enough for me to comment on because there's just this weird little story that's like, what do I do with this now, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe it'll come back three years from now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but, um, but those kinds of things you have to like, I feel like mold it into a story Mm -hmm. for sure. And it has, all of it has to be present and you can't start off with a dream.
0: That is true. Yeah. It would be interesting to do a whole special that would just be the dream journal.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That that would be kind of cool. And then
0: all dream jokes, but you have, like, something tying them together. I don't know.
1: Yeah. That'd be cool. That's a good idea. I'm going to write that down or just re-watch this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) It'd be fun. I wanted to do one for a little bit. I had an
0: idea for a set that was… this is back in 2018, but I wanted to do one that was like the seven millennial chakras. Of course I'm living in Boulder at the time. <laughs> <you
3: know>? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it was like it was like I like I was gonna have a joke for each of the like chakras, but I was gonna rename them like your heart chakra, your green one. I was gonna be like avocados, you know, shit right. like that. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the idea of having like being people who are able to write like a big thing with structure really impressed me. Because I feel like I'm just writing random shit and then it sometimes lines up and I'm like, nice,
1: but… Yeah, but I feel like doing things with structure, like, sometimes, like, it's not… I don't think it's boring, but it also means, like, are you you living life or are you just putting everything in boxes? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like you gotta at least, like, go outside and do something. You Mm -hmm. can't just always be writing jokes. You know, and sometimes like even going outside and seeing like, oh, there's a there's a fire hydrant outside that's spewing water like a bidet. And Mm -hmm. some of these neighbors are using it as a bidet. Yeah, right. And like just stuff like that, just seeing like things that you haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. I feel like like spark something in your brain. Yeah.
0: That's something I realized like moving here to do stand up. Like when you're walking around the street, seeing all this stuff, you just there was like a period where I just had. I feel like everyone moves to the city and goes through a phase. It's like three months of them talking about all the crazy shit they've seen. And then you just stop, you know?
1: Yeah. That's why I'm so monotone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm
0: jaded out. I'm seeing all of this. Dude, is insane. I was telling my brother and my cousin in Michigan about some of the stuff we've seen and dealt with in New York. And it's like, one like one night Chris Sher was leaving our apartment. We we're all hanging out, we we're watching a movie, and she's like, All right, I'm gonna go home this like, Okay, cool. Bye. She walks out the door. Five minutes later, she comes back in, sits down, watches TV with us, and we're like, Oh, what's up? We like didn't acknowledge, her. like, oh yeah, what, what happened? Aren't you gonna go home? And she goes, A guy chased me. She's she like, I was there. Yeah, yeah.
3: I was there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, Oh damn, that's that sucks. Well, I guess wait a minute before you go home or get a lift or something. And it's like that was just normal. And I'm like that doesn't happen to people in other parts of America, you know. <laughs> people live in the quiet suburbs, and we're like, "Oh yeah, we just signed an apartment where the landlord doesn't let us throw out the litter, so we're gonna have to
1: throw litter out
0: in the park trash can."
1: <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, no that that is like for like the opposite perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to like New Hampshire, yeah, it was so different. Like it's so quiet there. I felt like I sl- like I was I was sleeping before. Like usually, like it takes me a while to wind up to sleep. Mm-hmm. Or wind down, rather. Um, but there, I was just like, lights out. Like, lights out, it would be good. Yeah. And I noticed people started, people were actually genuinely talking about the weather. Yeah. Like, they were yeah. like, <laughs> they were. it wasn't like a thing where, like, they were like, oh, clouds, it's going to rain. It's going to rain soon. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to pass. It's coming from the left. It's going to, it's going east. And I'm just like, I was just observing them, like, just, Yeah. really?
0: <laughs> For the listeners, Devoncore grew up in Queens, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did grow up in Queens, and like over here, you'll see like, you know, pigeons throwing out trash, or like, pigeons have a own, own community on like a, like I don't know some some kind of store. Maybe you've seen the little birds fighting in the street. Oh, dude, I've seen yeah. a, I've seen a pigeon fight a squirrel, <laughs> and the pigeon won. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, and there's also like so many people out there. I, like I remember going like even early, like I was like fourteen. And there was like a guy, like I was walking to the, to the gym or like maybe even play basketball. There was a guy that grabbed me and said, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, sir. And he was like, you got it? And I was like, what are you going to do now? And I was like, I'm going to go get lemons. <laughs> and he was like, that's right. Make that lemonade. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like a kid. And I was like, oh, God.
0: And that's like your everyday reality. It's the madness of the city and too many people.
1: Yeah. That's probably why like I'm like whatever Yeah, I
0: You got to be calm. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's crazy because growing up in Colorado, when I moved out and I lived in my first apartment in Boulder, it had such big windows that I was able to track the path of the sun with the seasonal change. Like that was just something I knew.
3: Mm-hmm. Like I just
0: like knew where the sun would be on the Like. And in, in the sky at what angle and shit. Yeah. And out here, I'm like, I don't even look at the sunset unless I'm on a roof. Like, <laughs> Exactly.
1: You don't notice, like, we grow up differently mm-hmm. at, like, different regions. I mean, I, it sounds so, like, easy to say. But you get a different skill set when you grow up in New York.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember like, in college meeting kids from New York. And they would, like, they would all, I noticed they were so tense. They would stand in a certain way and they'd always be looking around. Like yeah. Ba- you know how baseball players do that?
3: hmm
1: Well, they're probably on drugs.
3: Yeah. But also <laughs>
1: they're probably on that tobacco, had too much tobacco. Yeah, right. I'm like, you don't have to guns. look
0: over your shoulder. This is see you boulder. No one is going to hurt you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, you learn like yeah, being calm, I think, is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I notice like even at an early age, whenever like emotions rise up, things get really bad yeah. real fast. Especially in, like, living in a a different neighborhood Mm -hmm. from, like, what I'm used to now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got to wear hard hats in some of these neighborhoods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I cannot... Traveling, like, going
0: around the city for work and going to some neighborhoods, I'm like, I don't know how people live here. This would stress me out all the time.
1: I don't know. It makes you a different person, though. It definitely does. Mm -hmm.
0: Have you noticed... I noticed this. I can't fall asleep if it's, like, quiet quiet like it's hard for me to fall asleep in other places because I don't have just like city noise outside
1: I definitely notice that but I don't think quite I think quiet quiet is like I don't think it exists Mm. I feel like even if you're like you're just listening to your
0: heart pound (laughs) in your ears
1: (laughs) yeah it's either that or the clock or like it's like birds or like cicadas cicadas is a big thing yeah um but you have to have something I don't think there's like complete white noise. Yeah, other people people actually do sleep to that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm at the point where it's like I realize when I leave the city, I feel unsafe with how silent some places are. Mm. Like someone's coming to get me.
1: <laughs> Damn, th- and that happened to you pretty quick
0: because yeah. I
1: I lived here, and then when I go there, I'm just like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I love the silence. <laughs> Even when we're,
0: we're in the, this cabin on Lake Michigan, like. I like we were just far enough where our window couldn't really hear the waves unless it was windy out. we had this mm. fan on, but it just felt even, even then it was like too quiet because like you're just in this silent cabin where you're like, I can't hear anything. But my thoughts. Yeah. Mm. And then and then the the cabin owner was like, It is haunted. And I was like, I thought it was. And then I had trouble sleeping because I was scared. <laughs> Dude, that would scare the hell out of me. She said it was like like it's a it's a cabin for like 1890s, right? So it's like people have lived in it, and her the woman's like son is getting married to this or his wife or something is like I guess like a medium, like she's more paranormally sensitive. And she said, "There's she's like oh yeah, there's definitely spirits here, but they're like nice." But just even knowing that it's haunted, even in a nice way, kind of stressful.
1: You know, I'd be like nice to who? Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was thinking about though. I was like, okay, think about this. If you die and become a ghost, you can basically haunt some random house in Ohio, or you end up haunting a cabin on the beach for all of eternity. It's a pretty good deal. What are you mad yeah. about?
1: Like: <laughs> That is pretty good. And just knowing like me as like if I was a ghost, I would definitely want to mess with people. Like, yeah, I'm a ghost. That's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> what would be your hauntings? Um. If someone was reading a book and they like looked away, I'd probably like flip a couple of pages. Mm. I feel like I'd do something like that, and then they would be like, "What the what? What happened in this chapter?" <laughs> like something just subtle things, just a light breeze, <laughs> a, a light breeze, or like if they looked away. Um, what else? I think rearranging the room. Mm.
0: That's a scary one, though. You come yeah. into a room rearranged by, a but ghost. it's very
1: well. Rearrange the
0: feng shui is really good, yeah.
1: Like, the feng shui is perfect, nice.
0: It's not like all the furniture is like on the ceiling. No, like, no, no, ah! like no. I'm not trying guys. to scare
1: them, I'm trying to let them know that I'm here, yeah. Let them know yeah. the chi flow in their, <laughs> yeah. their living room could be better.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know what else I would do. Would you do anything as a ghost?
0: Uh, I feel like if I was a nice ghost, I would do stuff like make sure their oil doesn't need to be changed as often. Mm. A car. I don't know. Stuff like that. I don't know. Damn. Maybe like haunting stuff though. I feel like I'm the type where I would be uh building Legos. If they have Legos in the house. I'd be like mm. like building them into little shapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or um if you're recording a podcast in the house I'm haunting. There's like going to be a third channel. And they're like, what's on this? It's really quiet. And it's oh, me dear. being like, so what do you think about living in a haunted <laughs> house?
1: <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I always find those uh, those haunting things when they switch the channel and they have, like, like the voices. Yeah. Like, that stuff, that's probably the scariest. Oh, yeah. I yeah. can't…
0: Honestly, haunting stuff and, like, ghosts and, like, spirit paranormal stuff always freaks me out so bad. Like, I can do, like, aliens. I can do weird monsters, like, crypt- cryptids, all these things. But as soon as it becomes, like, just, like, a haunting… Yeah. It like it scares me so much.
1: Dude, my mom, she used to watch like she loves like suspense and mm-hmm. mystery. And in India they have like no chill with like whatever they do. They'll have the craziest things go on. And as a kid, you're like, anything's real. You know? Yeah. Because like you're taking in information, anything's real. And like she wouldn't watch it at like obviously at normal times. She would watch it like late at night when mm-hmm. I was hopefully asleep. Yeah. But then sometimes I wouldn't go to sleep. And then I would just stay there. And then she would keep watching. She was just like, whatever. What am I going <laughs> to do? This is my time. You should be asleep. And, dude, I feel like that actually messed me up for a little bit.
0: <laughs> Your mom watching Indian horror movies?
1: Oh, she would love that stuff. There was a really? series of it, too. Mm. And I'm like, this is really scary. This is probably why I don't go to sleep. And then I would have nightmares, too. That's I'm the like, worst. Oh, man. There was one time my mom, she just found me in a different room. I used to I used to sleepwalk. <laughs> Before that, she would just like wake up and be like where is he? Damn. And then she would find me like in a different room
0: doing creepy stuff or just kind of mumbling and walking around.
1: Uh no, I was just like uh sleepwalk and then like kind of fall asleep at a different area. Mm. But like not in a like it didn't look like comf- like comfortable like I would just be crunched up somewhere like in a corner. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to sleepwalk. I probably shouldn't say that on a podcast, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: I used to sleepwalk too when I was probably like I think like 6 to like 10, I'd sleepwalk. And like mm. my mom said like I would just get up out of bed and I would go and sit on the hearth of the fireplace cuz I used to sit there all the time when I was a kid cuz it's like nice and warm. Yeah, you know? that's
1: nice though. It's not.
0: Yeah, it wasn't scary shit.
1: Yeah, that was that's like a it's like a wholesome moment.
0: I used to share a bunk bed with my brother for years. And he would like... He would like whine in his sleep. Like he'd be like...
1: Ah,
0: ah, and that was kind of scary. Oh. There there was one time he was doing it. <laughs> That is so scary. This one's <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, there was one time he was doing it. I'm like... I'm probably like 12. He's like 10 or something. Like we're at my dad's place in the bunk beds. So my brother starts going... Ah, kind of like whining. <laughs> and I go... It's okay. And he goes, hey, talk to me. So he screams <laughs> and he runs and there's like in the closet, the closet is open and there's like shelves. And there's a laundry basket on the middle shelf. So it's like, it's like head level, right? Mm-hmm. There's a chair in front of it. He jumps on the chair, jumps in the laundry basket. And he's sitting there and he's like crying furiously in the laundry basket. And my dad runs in, in his underwear. He's like, what's going on?
3: Look at
0: He's in the laundry basket in the closet. Like, I don't know. It was like really it's weird. Hilarious. I don't I have no idea what what caused all of that. But I was like, <laughs> it's hilarious. My dad trying to find my brother and he's like.
1: He's in the laundry he's basket. He's like on a shelf.
0: He's not even yeah. like, he's not even on the ground laundry basket. He's like four feet up in the
1: air. <laughs> Dude, that would annoy me so much. Like, yeah. this is when I'm like, I'm an only child. Right. But this is when I'm like, oh, what if my, if I had a brother or a mm. sister? What if they would just like completely just have one of these quirks? Cause I love sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it would just be like like doing that would scare the hell out of me. Yeah,
0: it's it was it was definitely scary for a little bit.
1: And did he? Did he? Does he still do this?
0: Mm, no, not really no.
1: Damn, that would have been great if someone found him in like <laughs> different areas.
0: <laughs> I think like I think I don't know if this is true, but it seems like a lot of people kind of do the sleepwalking stuff when they're like around like puberty age. Like,
1: yeah, I don't know what it is.
0: Do. You, I'm like stressed or something.
1: Mm. I can't. I can't. I don't think mine was during puberty ages. I think I was really like. I was like six or seven. Mm. Unless I hit a really early puberty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'd be funny if you were sleepwalking in this place. Oh no. <laughs> These roommates would be like. Dude. <laughs> Lock your
1: door when you go to sleep.
3: <laughs>
1: no. They, they would definitely. They already kind of. Sometimes just go like. Just what are you saying? <laughs> Yeah, you should do a you should do a sleepwalking bit. A sleepwalking bit? Um, I don't. Yeah, would it be an act out? You think? Just act out sleepwalking (laughs) on stage. Um, I don't. I don't remember. Do you think you said stuff while you were sleepwalking? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know what. Actually, that kind of
1: scares me. You know, like people in the like a hospital where like if they're injured a lot. And they give them, like, a a certain substance. And then they start spewing stuff. Yeah. That stuff scares me. I was like, I don't know what I'll say.
0: Scared of truth serums. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You don't know what you'll say.
0: Yeah. I mean, I did have that... Not to tell another story in this episode. When I was... I had my appendix taken out when I was, like, 15, I think. I had appendicitis. And I remember they gave... Like, they did the... They, like, put me on to write. And I just wake up. Like, it was, like, just on the other side of the surgery and I was in a bed and they're like, they're like tending to me post-surgery but I've like woken up and the um, the nurse was like, all right, uh, just so you know, your arm and your shoulder are probably going to be sore for a few days and it, it's all right. It's just from the anesthetic and stuff. And I was like, I don't feel sore at all. I feel great. She's like, really? And I was like, yeah, I could be a star pitcher right now. She's like, you play baseball? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom comes over. She's like, how you doing? And I, I whispered, I go, I'm pooping.
1: <laughs>
3: and she was
0: like, what? And I'm like, I obviously wasn't.
1: Damn, you had to let that fecal matter out, huh?
0: Yeah, I was fucking around though. I would de- I was definitely just like <laughs> trolling people. That's I like that. Hospital drugs are crazy.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've ever been under, but I have taken Nyquil, like uh too much Nyquil.
2: Too much NyQuil?
1: Like more than like a recommended dose, probably. that go? I started uh I felt like my heart, like, started molding with my body. Like, I fo- I thought the whole thing was the beat. Mm. Um, wow. That happened. <laughs> you like, fully tripping. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was, because if, if you're on NyQuil and you don't sleep, you see a lot of things. Yeah, like, I've kinda, heard of that. It, it, it goes through, like, dream state. It goes through, I don't know, your emotions and stuff. And I was just like, whoa. This is, like, at one point I started seeing, like, a little bit of a vision. Mm-hmm. It was all good until I was like, wait, I'm awake. This is real life. Yeah. And then I started freaking out. <laughs>
0: I've heard that. It's like if you take NyQuil and stay awake, yeah. You have a wild time. But
1: Yeah. Um, it was good till it wasn't. So yeah. <laughs> take it at your own caution.
0: Yeah. Uh, listeners, uh, no one's up to you of yeah. your own accord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Damn. Interesting. Another thing I want to talk about because I think it's an interesting thing. Your parents don't know you do stand up.
1: Well, they will after this. They will after this. (laughs) (laughs) No, they, uh, my mom knows that I uh, go up on stage and then occasionally I say something funny. Mm. Possibly now, but I used to tell them that I did Toastmasters. Yeah. And.
0: Which we were all shocked because you were like two years in, two and a half years in. And you're like, I'm still telling them I do to do Toastmasters five times a week.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I they they're slowly like coming to understand what I'm doing. It's just hard because like sometimes I feel like they don't like understand what the nuances of comedy are, and like you're in the back of your head like, oh, will they like this? Yeah. Will they? Will they even understand it? Do they? Do they see something for this, or mm-hmm. do they think I'm just messing around? Yeah, so it's it's kind of difficult. I kind of go through that in my own head. It's probably mostly my fault, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm sure to a certain degree they'll be understanding. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I'll take the blame.
0: <laughs> You'll take the blame. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you once told me it's like this one kind of stuck with me is the difference in cultures that are like supportive. Of an endeavor before there's results. And there's cultures that are supportive of a thing once they see results. Yeah. Like, I felt like… Rewarding the process versus rewarding results.
1: Exactly. Like I would remember like if I did well on like a test, I'd just be like, that's what's supposed to happen. Right. Like good. But if I didn't do well, like it was never like, like do the thing that's going to get you to the result. Right. It's most like result has to be good. Yeah. And, like, then they start trusting your decisions and stuff. Mm. But if they don't see a good result, they'll kind of, like, freak out. Right. Yeah.
0: So it's going kind to of be hard to kind of, especially with someone's stand-up where... You need to fail so many times. <laughs> I, I feel like even with stand-up, like, there's only, like, what? There's only, like, 20 millionaire comedians. I'm sure there's more. But, like, there's not a lot of comedians that you can just name and there's so many comedians and it, it, everyone's career is just like an ambiguous thing with no endpoints, you know? It's not like you do this mm. for a couple years, you get a, a couple specials and you're a millionaire. It's like everyone's career could be totally different. There's no endpoint result, you know?
1: Yeah, there's some people probably we don't know. Like, and I'm sure like there's there's so many comics out there. There's there's probably people we don't even know have uh, careers that w- won't be known by us but still live like good lives. yeah and they like have a family or like do whatever dude having a family on comedy money
0: would be the dream yeah that'd be wild yeah <laughs> that
1: would be really nice and hopefully that happens to my <laughs> parents watching this <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah grandkids grandkids <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like, i, I realized with this engagement like now i got to worry about all the elders in the family being like wedding Kids? Wedding? Kids? (laughs) Yeah. It's like those
1: things from uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah. Those uh, seagulls. (laughs) Wedding? Kids? Yeah. Like all of that. (laughs) Did you… Did you you go on a podcast after you've done your uh, engagement? That was the first one. Oh, this is good. This is good. So, like, what… Did you you feel more anxious? Obviously, you felt more anxious before, like, popping the question. Or did you, like… How did you feel… Like right after the engagement. Like after you put Ring on. I think…
0: I was… The thing I was nervous about for months was like how? How am I going to do it? I'm not actually nervous to do it. I'm nervous about what conditions to do it in. You know? Yeah. Because
1: like, you got to make it right… Like is, this gonna, be perfect. is this
0: gonna be a thing where me and her like go to a nice dinner and I take her somewhere like on the waterfront, I have a photographer, or is it something where I do it where we're hanging out with a bunch of friends, we all pop this big surprise? Like what what yeah. shape does it take? And then when I was like, Oh, I'll just do it on the beach when we're on, on this like vacation, because then it'll be like a beautiful moment, it'll be intimate, like all these things. And I, I wasn't I don't think I was actually nervous about the engagement part just because we've been talking about getting married for probably like a year and a half. Like, it's just kind of worked out that way. And like, now in hindsight, I'm like, I might put my foot in my mouth in 10 years, who knows? But like, right now, I'm like excited for it and it's cool. But it doesn't feel like this grand, amazing thing because it just feels like the right thing that's happening. Like, it just feels like a natural flow into it Mm, in a way. Right. Like, it doesn't feel like a big, like, oh, you know? Because it's just us. We have a good relationship.
1: What did it feel like 1.5 years ago? Like, was that, like, a big thing? It was like, this is too early, dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even when we were living together, like, I think if… Normally, my expectation would be like, be with someone for like four or five years, before like considering that but I feel like since we've d- dated for almost three and we've lived together from the majority of that we kind of have like a f- and we survived the pandemic like we kind of had like a whole test run of, right. like like a speed run yeah so speed run marriage speed run marriage yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I don't know it's like it's it's cool I think I think I'm just like it's nice like we're happy about it it's like it's like a fun, exciting thing. It's like the next step. But like the actual proposal, I think I would, be, would have been more nervous about it if there were more variables. If I had like, like been like, oh, I need to get her out to dinner on this day. I need to make sure that I have a photographer. I need to make sure her friends are at this location waiting for us. Like if I had like planned like a whole coordinated thing, I probably would have stressed out like way more about yeah, cause it. Yeah, because
1: then you're putting your trust into like other folks. Yeah. At least this one. I think this was it was a good choice because then you get like a wholesome moment and you don't have to tell anyone about it, right? Yeah, and you like all just took it in. That's yeah, nice. it was it was just like it was very nice.
0: It was very chill and like, I mean, I, I talked about this on stage, but I was gonna do it. Like I I was like in the mood for it like two days prior and the day before and all this stuff and it just kind of it just worked out the way it worked out. But it was like it was good. I'm not. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not. If I'd been like sick, nervous about it, it would have been too much. But it just feels like, oh, this is just the next thing. It's just a nice little
1: smooth, easy going path. Damn. And uh, did you tell your parents before you were going to do no. that? No one. N- nope.
0: Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just didn't tell them. I was like, I'm going to keep it a surprise. Wow. Did you tell them now? Well, yeah, they were at the cabin when we got back. So,
1: what were their reactions? They were
0: excited, but we walked in and Lee was like all nervous to tell everyone. So, oh. she was making a face and everyone looked at her because they were concerned. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what is she doing? Yeah, but I think it took a while to sink in. I think like my mom was like obviously pretty happy. and She was happy the next day. And once we left, then she was like, it's really hitting me that you're growing up and getting married and all this. And I'm like, okay. but Wow. It's cool. I feel like her mom was psyched as well. I got to break the news to her mom, which through WeChat. Which is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <marrying your> <laughs> yeah, I'm marrying your daughter. Yeah, I'm marrying your daughter. She loves me though.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Man.
0: She was like, "I'm happy for she you." She told me today. She was like, "If you come back to China." Uh, we can get you a really good job that you probably couldn't get in the United States. But then she was like, "But if you were to come back to China, you probably wouldn't have found a man as good as Maxim." And I was like, "Yo, <laughs> 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 your mom loves me.
3: <laughs> that's awesome. So
0: it was a good. It was a good thing. I don't know. What do you What do you think about engagements? Do you think that's it, like a a stressful thing? Do you think you're oh, one day you're going to do a big thing, or do you think you're gonna
1: keep it small? Or? Just even thinking about it right now it gets me stressed. Well, I'm yeah. getting. Like, I feel like the hairs on my, like, probably upper thigh are just, like, <laughs> just, like, whizzling. Like, yeah, I don't even know what to think about that. I think, uh, I think it is, like, a lot of, like, you want to do it, like, really right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it'll happen how it happens. Yeah. And you can't control that. And sometimes when you don't have the control, you just, your brain goes with, like, stories and stuff.
0: Yeah. And, you know. I also think... I talked about this with Connor. Like, at the end of the day, no matter how I did it, she was probably going to be happy with it and love it. I think if you do it in an earnest way and she doesn't like it, that's That's like a big red flag. Because it's like, it's like we've been dating for, to get to this point, like, you should, like, you should know each other and know kind of what's happening. I don't know.
1: Oh, man, that would feel horrible. (laughs) (laughs) That
0: would feel so bad. I would be like, are you serious? we talk about this for like a year and you're going to be like, no? Like, what's yeah. your problem, you know?
1: Yeah, that would be the worst. I don't understand how, like, you know some people have them on, uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Or like some of those, uh, some of them are probably staged. But like just having people say no in front of like people just watching. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I wouldn't leave the house for probably like three and a half weeks.
0: I feel like you, it's not like, I don't understand how that could even happen though. Just because I'm like, you should be deep enough in a relationship where you just know your partner and know it's gonna work. I don't know. I feel there's like, like all these like crazy proposal stories are like ignoring the fact that people when they're in a long-term relationship should be able to just chill and like know yeah. what's going on
1: <laughs> you think some people go oh man she went to Arby's with me that's yeah. <laughs> not <of> the question <laughs> yeah I feel like there, there's definitely people out there I feel like some people
0: who do like the biggest fanfare type things about the relationships sometimes have are on like the shakiest ground you know
3: mm.
0: so I think you just gotta do what feels right
1: It's chill yeah. well I'm happy for you guys Thank you. it's very exciting and, and I'm glad I got to do this on the podcast yeah, on the podcast yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I felt so bad for you me, me and Lee were also joking we are like what if like one day when we have kids we tell DeBancro we're no. trying to have kids
1: before no. anyone
3: else do not else? do that So
0: <laughs> do not do that do not do that we'll just make you sit with the <laughs> no. secret for like six months
1: <laughs> dude six months plus extra nine yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude that would be horrible we were like we should tell DeBancro all of our secrets yeah so <laughs> so you could talk to no one about it. oh man <laughs> So, Lee comes up out of nowhere, right? She comes up out of nowhere. I'm surrounded by my friends. Takes me to the side and says, Me and Maxim are going to get married. And I'm just like, What? (laughs) What? Like, I want to immediately tell someone. Like, whoever's nearby. And then she was like, You cannot tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Not even my roommates? No one. Just like, completely like, I I was like, why tell me that? When she
0: told me, she told you. I was like, why would you do that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Even even like after,
0: she was like, uh, she was like, yeah, I told some other people that I think you're going to propose soon. I was like,
1: why are you telling people? Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're just making them all uncomfortable. And then it's like, I'm like, I'd rather this be a surprise for everybody, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a long thing to hold in. But it was mainly like the moment I was told. I wanted to tell someone immediately. Yeah. But <laughs> No and one.
0: You're like, are you gonna do it on this trip next week? Are you gonna do it? It was like, yeah. You're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it just felt like like the right thing to do. Yeah. And you did. Damn, good job, dude. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: Yeah. All right. So before we kind of wrap wrap this
1: out, I'm gonna get back to some comedy stuff real quick. Okay. What do you think your goals for comedy are? Um, I think I I told you one of the goals that like the biggest for me, and because it has to be. Getting to know yourself better. Getting to know myself to a to like I, I feel like just uncovering the layers of myself uh through like a creative process. hmm I think is like the like that's where I get my fulfillment from. And the other things are kind of like, oh, good joke, that feels good. Or like something funny happens, a good set. All of that is like it's like the I guess the icing on the cake. But really, I feel like just discovering more of myself through like an artistic process that always, it'll it'll be a goal that's never reached. And I like mm-hmm. that. I like that a lot. Wow. Because uh, cause it can never end. Right. And I really like that. And in terms of like physical goals, <laughs> like where like you would have to do something, I think I want to get to a point where like including that where I feel like comfortable with myself. And then like putting stuff out there more. Mm. Cause I feel like I don't put stuff out there yet because I don't really know. Like I haven't uncovered enough of my like self to be around people. Right. And I think it takes me a little bit more time, but I'm okay with it. hmm Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. I realize that
0: for me I'm kind of the same in that like this, this and the weekly stream with Alex are probably the things I put out there the most. Mm-hmm. But I realize I don't do like any self-promotion like I don't put up clips I don't like yeah, post stuff on. I don't like daily post on Instagram or TikTok like I'm like man I just need to team up with someone who's good at marketing who will do this for me
1: yeah it it seems like such a a weird thing to like like take a snapshot of yourself yeah and put your life out there because like one I think who cares yeah (laughs) who cares but also the other side is like no, this is what you're doing. You gotta, you gotta make people kind of care. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I really need to know why. Yeah, like there's got to be a purpose behind it, right? Otherwise, I'll, I'll fall apart. Like any job that I do is much better if I have like a, a little bit of a purpose behind it. Yeah, and I think that so, that's true for mo- most people, but I really need it. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I feel like, okay. I mean, it's the same
0: thing with stand-up. I feel like my my standup goal is just like. Always be better. Just yeah. always get better because I always want to be better. I don't want to put too much out there because I'm like this will be worse when it's when I'm better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess some people like they're okay with like and I respect this too. Like they're okay with like putting out content and like you can see the content grow. Mm-hmm. But you the thing with that is you have to constantly post. Yeah. So you have to constantly post and then people can see your growth. Uh and I respect that a lot. I guess I'm, I'm not willing to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's but it's a lot of work too, honestly. Yeah, I I've, I'm at the point where I like I need to figure out how to auto subtitle stuff because oh, dude. subtitling videos makes me want to fucking blow my brains out. It's the worst.
1: How do we not have people that can do that automatically?
0: Yeah, it's like it's like oh I'd love to post this like clip, but then I gotta like open Premiere and then I gotta crop it and then I gotta like.
1: I don't understand. Subtitle
0: it? oh,
1: Dude, people are talking about going to Mars, but you can't subtitle things properly. <laughs> like, like, dude. It's difficult. It's like, go, I, go with the times. Yeah. You know? I've tried to, like, subtitle, like, one video, and it took me so many days. <laughs> it was a three-minute long video. Oh, it's too long. <laughs> it three-minute long video. It was actually the one with uh my roommate and friend, David Dobbins. Mm. And um we did, like, the, the stay-awake pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that took forever to subtitle. Especially because it was on a bad camera too. Yeah. And and like, we couldn't even hear the voices really. So I'm, like, making up subtitles.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's like, when I do clips for this, I need to subtitle one video a week. They're 20 to, like, 40 seconds long and it's, like, it's the worst. I will procrastinate it so much. It only takes me fifteen minutes. Yeah. But like the process of doing it, of like stretching the little text blobs, making sure it all fits in the screen, and like figuring out where they're saying
1: what. I'm like,
0: it's bad. It's so bad.
1: Yeah. You know what would be funny if we like just like the clip you put out was just us doing caveman noises. <laughs> can we actually? Can we try like an experiment? Yeah. Where I'm gonna like talk to you as a caveman, and if you can respond in a way, and maybe we'll understand what's going on. Like, we'll explain what it is. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: <clip>? Go. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: gonna be an easy one yeah there you go i
1: made your job so much easier <laughs> that's gonna be sick what do you think we were talking about like a cooking recipe yeah or okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah. i had yeah. the same feeling when
0: you started putting stuff together i was like yeah. oh i should say don't put that one in. i put th- <laughs> these two together but then not this one Yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. dude that was sick that's, that's it, dude. That's, that's comedy from now
3: on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, I, I actually do, like, one of the things I really like is when you get to know someone so well, like, where you can actually, like, tell what's going on without mm-hmm. any words. Yeah. And I think that's the coolest thing. Like, I think, like, that is probably, like, like, one of the things where it's just, like, how did we fucking know? <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's also one of those things where I… That's one of the engagement things. Long-term relationships. When you're in a long-term relationship with someone, you just get those vibes right away. There's so many times I sit on the couch. And I'm like, literally, we haven't talked for like three or four minutes. And I'll be like… And then she, I'll be don't like, I'm about to ask her. a question. And then she will just ask. I'll be like, I'll be thinking, I'll be like, kind of want some like pizza. And she'll be like, I don't know be like… You want a to pizza tonight? And I'm like, "Whoa." Yeah. Fully connected. Fully connected. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. I love when those things happen.
1: It's cool and extremely scary, too. Yeah. But I love that. I love the thrill. I love the thrill
0: of caveman <laughs> noises. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I thought that was dope.
0: That was good. That's a, that's definitely going to be the clip. It's it's so I don't have to subtitle it. I just got to put caveman noises. <laughs>
3: That'd
1: be sick. Oh, man. <laughs> it's such an easy thing to do. Maybe you should put in subtitles for yeah, it. right? But no, that would, that would defeat the purpose. <laughs> Just put in subtitles for it. Like, this episode was done a little differently. Oh, oh
0: was it? It was you who, we, you, like, a year and a half ago, we talked about doing a sketch that was like a dance party where you go, you, it's like a guy at a dance party dancing on girls, and though it's the body language. You subtitle the body language. Oh, yeah, Remember yeah,
1: that? yeah. We had that on your rooftop. I remember yeah. that on your rooftop. It's
0: like he's like dancing on girls, and then the body language his is saying one thing and theirs is saying another thing. Yeah, they yeah. like don't want to dance with him. <laughs>
1: yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Oh man. You see what I mean? It's like so hard yeah. to get that into fruition. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> 1.5 <laughs> years ago, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So also we're kind of wrapping up here, but uh, you did a character show recently. Oh. <laughs> Do you think you're gonna pursue character anymore?
1: Um, I think. I realized, like doing the character show, that was like one of my first character shows, mm-hmm. other than some videos I had done with Alex. Yeah, um, Alex Richards. He, you should go check his check his YouTube out. Uh, do stuff and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like doing the character show, realized, oh, I need to marinate in the character. Mm. Like I can't just go up there and do jokes. Right. There were some moments where like I would. Like I remember when I like broke a laugh, as Dracula, and I was like, "This is it." Yeah. Like it's at little instances. It's moving a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's it's saying little things. Maybe having a character defect, like forgetting things. Yeah. Um. And it's the little things, and you have to live in that character for, oh, like, quite some time. So yeah. I I did that within two days. Yeah. Because there were, it was like a busy week. I think you had your birthday. You had a, a like your birthday show too. Yeah. And then we were gonna go to I was we were gonna go to New Hampshire and Rhode Island for the Right, right, right. For the tour. And then I just wrote everything out and I was just like, oh man. I should have just been marinating in the character for way longer. Yeah. And um, I would love to do that again. Like mm-hmm. for different characters because it kind of puts you out of yourself. But yeah. then you also when you go back to yourself, you see yourself in third person. Right. They're like, oh, this guy's so different, but also I see some of me in them. Mm. So I liked that part of it. Okay. That's so cool. Anything that uncovers more of me, I like. Yeah.
0: You're gonna just be doing it all eventually. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: I don't know. I I, I might You gotta but... take an
0: improv class next.
1: Oh dude, I took an improv class. Yeah. That was it was fun, but we wore masks. What? I know it was weird. But it was it was better than Zoom. Yeah. It was better than Zoom.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Like like Face okay. I yeah, thought yeah, you yeah. meant
1: like like a Mardi Gras mask oh, like or something. I was masks. like, what kind of horny <laughs> ass improv is this? <laughs> it's like no 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 no. And that was uh it was fun. I had like I I got really nervous when like doing the things. Yeah. All the all the people were very like artsy and like very like theater theater kind of kids. And I wasn't used to that and I was like, Oh my god, these guys are gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, no, you just work with what you have and then do it, and then it ended up being like really fun. So, it it really just, I would I would definitely do character stuff. I feel like, uh, you know, it'll it'll get you out of your shell a Sh- little bit more. I've been wanting to
0: try it after watching your guys' character show. I was like, I should probably I should probably try one of these one time. No,
1: you should definitely do it because then people who know you will like find like a uh, like different angles to like like it. Yeah, because they know you as this one guy. Because they put you in a box. <laughs> right, okay. Right. They put you in a box. And once you break that box, people are going to be like, Whoa. Mm. That's really funny or that's really different or something. And y- your friends will see a different side. But also the audience that's never seen you yeah. will, will see something different. So the viewer mm. is going to get like a different thing out of it. Yeah. That's a good point. I like that. I'm going to have to try it out. It's going to be yeah. on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well… well, well I was going to ask you what character you would want to…
0: I want to do Chimp Talk as a character. Chimp Talk? Did I tell you about Chimp Talk? I wanted to do a panel show called Chimp Talk. Uh. Where the whole premise is I'm the host, Maxim Alpha. And I'm (laughs) the the chimps' envoy to the humans. The humans are leaving Earth for space. The chimps are going to take over as the dominant species on the planet. So I am like the liaison between the chimps and the humans. And chimps write in their questions they have for the humans so they can make their civilization better so like i'm asking like ideally i'm asking people stuff like on a card be like chimp want to know how do you def- decide the value of currency you know like stuff dude. like that and then if you have a good answer i give you a banana if you have a bad answer i give you a poop and yeah
1: <laughs> dude that would be a good movie even i feel <laughs> <A movie? laughs> yeah i would watch that <laughs> So
0: the idea was to do it a panel show style, yeah. Where it's me and three people, and then I like it's it's like it's it's one of these like huge undertakings to like record it and do it. That I just like I'm I like haven't made enough progress on it, but yeah. I was like, I could probably get my character together and start doing this as like a crowd work character, and then like I can like feel it out from there and kind of refine it. I don't know, dude, that would be insane to
1: do. I would love to see if the crowd's like really into it, that would be the best, yeah, because like.
0: The whole thing is like… The character is just me wearing a suit. No shoes. And then have like chimp ears.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you should go to the thrift store and get pants. And just like cut out like the pants in like a like a ripped way. Ooh. I yeah.
0: was honestly just going to wear my dress pants.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. Just, just go all out with it. That'd be have fun. Have like ripped
0: stuff. Mm, I kind of want to like a put together look. Like I'm the only chimp who's like… Who knows it. Who like knows how to wear a suit but doesn't wear shoes still. But… I like I already know how my I was working out how my entrance on stage is going to be and I kind of know like I want to start by like crawling on my knuckles (laughs) and then I want to kind of stand up and do the do the weird walk yeah and then stand up upright and be like and then like like you know the evolution diagram like that like go through all of that and then you're standing up and then you start doing it I don't know so that's kind of my idea
1: what would you use the poop as?
0: Uh, I, I want to have a briefcase and real bananas and then you can always buy those like poop emoji stuff. Oh, okay, things. okay.
1: I thought you would throw stuff.
0: No, it, if I was going like full like Eric Andre, I'd like whip up some fake poop and like throw it You should make people.
1: them in a brownie so like once people like have them, they're like, oh, it's, it's a delicious treat. No, it's a punishment. A bad answer <laughs> is a punishment. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, what if it's like a... Like really bad flavored brownies? Ooh. Yeah. i probably...
0: It's a bad brownie flavor? Salt and vinegar.
1: Cumin, I feel.
0: Cumin? <laughs> Cumin <laughs> brownie? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would be good. That'd be nasty. They'd yeah. Too much. <laughs> I think that's an intense flavor. <laughs> and that would definitely be a punishment. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we're kind of down to our last little bit here. Yeah. I know you kind of answered this earlier, but what do you love about stand-up? Aside from learning about yourself, maybe.
1: I love, uh, I love that it's honest. Uh, to a certain degree. I love that um, you don't have to think much when you're in the kind of like a good state. You don't have to think much. You're just doing it. And everyone else is like together. And like thoughts kind of go away. Uh, and like it's just more of like a, like I said, like the ding. And then it just kind of goes up. Yeah. And it's like just laughter and people can like let go. Um, but mostly I like not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like not thinking and then just like Letting it go and then like really trusting yourself, mm. and then just it, it going well. Um, it just feels, I don't know. It feels like you just hit everything. It's like it feels like you did like an obstacle course. Like it's like a what's that show like Wipeout or something. Yeah. It feels like you did it, and you also, you also were wearing like, I don't know, like heavy clothing, mm. and it just feels like you just nailed it. Like it just feels really good. And then also like people coming up to you after. Like if you go to like a real Mm -hmm. show, sometimes they'll ask you questions and they'll like really be interested or like there'll be a certain joke that they connected to and Mm they'll be like, oh, I love that one. Because this happened in my life and I was like, oh, wow.
0: That's the best. Yeah. When they come up to you after. Yeah. I had one guy ask my podcast one time and I
1: was like, no fucking way. I did well enough (laughs) you'll listen to my podcast. (laughs) That's amazing, dude. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I just like... Right now, it'd be probably more like building connection mm. to the audience. So that's what I'm kind of working on in a certain way.
0: It's your turn to have a bad weekly show where you can do crowd <laughs> work every week.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, well, we're out of time. That's it for episode. Thank you so much for coming on to
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me, dude.
0: Where can people find you?
1: Uh, breeds on Instagram. Uh, it's just Deboncourt, D-E-B-A-N-K-U-R and then breathes because sometimes I forget to breathe yeah <laughs>
0: I'll have that link in the episode description so go check him out go follow Deboncourt. Uh, come to whatever shows he's on uh, typically if you see me and Alex Richards on a poster <laughs> somewhere <laughs> DeBancourt yeah. is also there
1: <laughs> that is true
0: but yeah, uh, thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a review. Leave a comment. Uh, comment with whatever you interpreted the caveman conversation as. And uh, Oh yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a good one. I'll mm-hmm. see you all next week. Mm-hmm. Bye.